Welcome to Big Bear Christian Center Sermon Audio. Join us today for a message titled, The Thanksgiving Chair. I say, you know what, I'm going I'm to sit in the Thanksgiving chair. And I'm going to give thanks for what I have. And we might say, well, how on earth do you put flowers on the grave of your wife and come back and sit in the Thanksgiving chair? Thanksgiving is a choice. And it has to be based more on just our emotions. It has to be based on the truth of who God is and His Word. The Thanksgiving is a, is a great time of year if we take the opportunity to, to understand what it is and, and be thankful. But unfortunately, much of the time it's just about stuffing our faces. In, in fact, on Thanksgiving Day, on, in some of your houses, there might be more stress than Thanksgiving going on, trying to get all the food done and all the people in, packed into the right spots. Colossians chapter 3, verses 15 through 17 is our text this morning. Starting in verse 15, it says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. I'm reading out of the ESV today. To which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through Him. So this, this video really set up our, our sermon this morning. I saw this video and I said, this, is, this, this really needs to be the, the sermon, the message this week. You know, at Thanksgiving, uh, at any, every week, every time there's a holiday, I'm inundated with, videos and media and things we're in the media you know media generation and because I, I subscribe to different things I get you know a dozen video suggestions to play for every holiday and so many of them were were showing all the starving people and I, and I just thought that's so unfair to make us feel guilty because we live in America when I saw this I thought this is this is us See, we live in, in this place, and we have to make our choices each and every day living in this country. And what a great video that expressed just the parts of your life that you've had this week, maybe. You know, in the last two weeks, I've done two memorial services. And I know of, in this room, two other people who've passed away in the last week and a half, you know, just in our little community, touching and how many more that I don't know of. So death is, is part of, of life, and we have to deal with these things. And having a bad day at work is part of life, and we have to deal with that. Or maybe having no work. The video showed this man who is now having to be both mom and dad. You know, and I think the only reason you can make it in that moment is because you've you choose to give thanks. And you, and you pray. 
And you say, God, help me to see what I have to be thankful for. When something goes wrong in our life, the reason we don't give thanks is we get inundated like a flood and it comes over and it overwhelms us and we get sucked into only thinking about that thing in our life. It becomes all-encompassing. So what does it mean to sit in a Thanksgiving chair as we think about this thought? There's a few things we need to understand so that we can sit in this chair. See, some of you already might be looking and saying, you know, I have such a hard time sitting in the Thanksgiving chair. I used to be an optimist. Years ago, I was just the eternally up and optimistic one. And I have found myself over the last number of years moving from one camp to the other. And I found myself that I've, I have become a pessimistic realist. Isn't that a horrible thing? I'm just being honest. But God has been ministering to my heart in a lot of different ways, and, and He's wanting to bring me back to, to, you know, not just, you know, idealistic or optimistic for no reason, but, but understanding that there is so much good and so much better, and to do what the Bible says, whatever is good, whatever is lovely, to think about such things. So we have a choice. What are we going to dwell on? How are we going to respond? So the first thing that we have to do in order to be able to sit in this chair is that we have to acknowledge the grace of God in all areas of our life. That it's, His grace is all-encompassing. It's bigger than we know. It's bigger than we are. The word thanksgiving in, in, the, in the Greek, it, it says it really is taken from, from two words and it's, Good and, and grace, that God's grace is good. And we give thanks because of God's good grace, His good things that He gives us. And when we're going through a crisis or a trial, it's really hard to see any of the good things. And that's where the moment needs to come for us where we begin to take our thoughts and say, wait a second, God, help me to see the good things that I have in my life. We need to acknowledge the God, God's grace in our life, even if, the, even if it's just tiny things or huge things that we take for granted like the fact that I'm not gonna go to hell that's enough that should be enough but honestly it doesn't seem like it is enough for me because if it was I would never be grumpy neither would you We acknowledge the grace of God in our lives. It's another thing that we do is we, we don't allow our circumstances to our, affect our thankfulness to God. Now, this is really hard. Easier said than done. But this is a, this is a choice. It's a practice we, we need to begin to work at. It's sitting purposefully in the Thanksgiving chair, not allowing our circumstances to affect our thankfulness to God. Looking at terrible things in life, we'll still be able to be thankful to God. If our, many of you are familiar with Corey Ten Boom. She wrote a book called The Hiding Place. And she tells a story of an incident. She was in, in the German prison camps, tortured during World War II. And she had a sister named Betsy. And she, they had just been transferred to the worst German prison camp that they had seen yet. And it was it's called Ravensbrück. And upon entering the barracks, they found it really like all of them were overcrowded and flea infested. 
and they would read their Bible and they would pray and that morning, one morning their reading was out of 1 Thessalonians it was chapter 5. Give thanks in all circumstances. Pray continually. And that was their, their devotional. They were having devotions still in the middle of this. And so Betsy told Corey to stop and thank the Lord for every detail of their new living quarters. And at first, Corey, she just refused to give thanks for the fleas. But Betsy persisted. Give thanks for everything. The fleas? Give thanks for the fleas? She finally succumbed and she began to give thanks. God, thank you for the fleas. I'm convicted. I've never given thanks for fleas. We had fleas in Guatemala. Matthew had over 50 flea bites at one point. It, was just, it wasn't fun. Finally, one day they were having a Bible study and prayer and they realized that the guard wasn't there. And it was several months later that they learned that the guards would not come into their barracks to do horrible things because of the fleas. The fleas kept them safe from the atrocities of the guards. Can you give thanks to a flea? For a flea, not to a flea. We'll strike that from the recording. That'll show up somewhere. This pastor thinks that you should thank fleas. You know, you can look at every tragedy. You can look at what you've lost and you can be hateful. You know, it's so easy to do. Look at home and just get angry and hateful. Or you can look at what you have and be grateful. Joseph of the Old Testament was a great example of choosing to be grateful instead of hateful in, in the face of his betrayal. We also need to recognize who we serve so we acknowledge the grace of God in our life. We try not to let our circumstances affect our thankfulness and we recognize who we serve. You know, I believe that Christians, we should be the most thankful people in the world. I mean, we really should be the most thankful. I do believe one of the reasons that American Christians aren't thankful is because we've seen prosperity, and then when we lose prosperity, we're no longer thankful. Isn't it interesting that 80 years ago, we didn't have any of these luxuries, and we didn't live the way we live now. But as we have way more at the lowest point of our lives, we're still struggling with being thankful. We feel like we've been robbed rather than being blessed. In, in the United States of America, the average family spends $125 a week on food. In Mexico, the average family pays about $75, this is average, $75, it's not as low as you, you might think, $75 a week in food. In the Sudan, and I believe it's Sudan, the average family pays about $2.37 a week for food. And it's not because it's cheap. It's because they don't have any money and they have no food. Reality, we need these things to come and shake us up. But, but we should be the most thankful people in the world, not because we live in the United States, because if that's the case, a Christian living in another country shouldn't be thankful. We're thankful because we serve God. 
and because He does truly love us. And we have to go through the hard times and, and look. There's going to be times we have to really look hard to see the love of God. But it's, it's worth it. To begin to, to pray, God, help me to learn to sit in this Thanksgiving seat. I don't want to be a grumbler and a complainer. I want to be thankful. And if you're thankful, the other part will begin to go away. If you're especially outward. If you're grumbling all the time, we probably need a heart exam. God, look at my heart. Help me to know what's really going on. So why should I even want to sit in the Thanksgiving, in the Thanksgiving chair? Throughout the Bible, throughout the Bible and the Psalms and in Colossians, the book of Colossians has a lot of places itself about being thankful. Let me give you a couple reasons I think that we should be thankful. Thankfulness is a proper response for what God has done for us. Thankfulness is a proper response for what God has already done for us. Go with me back to, to verse 17 in Colossians. Whatever you do in word or deed... Do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Second Corinthians chapter 9 says, He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way for all your generosity, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. You know, the, the same word in, in Colossians in verse 15 was also used referring to cities and people who were grateful to their benefactors of the provision they had received, giving thanks. That, that they were giving thanks to those who had given them their food. I'm going to read a few, a few statements. They're convicting to me. What if God couldn't take the time to bless us today because we couldn't take the time to thank Him yesterday? What if God decided, decided to stop leading us tomorrow because we didn't follow Him today? What if we never saw another flower bloom because we grumbled when God sent the rain? What if God didn't want to walk with us today because we failed to recognize it as His day? What if God took away the Bible tomorrow because we wouldn't read it today? What if God took away His message because we failed to listen to His messenger? What if the door of the church was closed because we didn't open the door of our heart? What if God stopped loving and caring for us because we failed to love and care for each other? What if God would not hear us today because we wouldn't listen to him yesterday? What if God answered our prayers the way we answer his call for service? And we're supposed to be thankful. We ought to be thankful because God sent his son to die for us. And he's done so much in our lives and it's time that we work with ourselves and say, like David, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul and all that is within me. We've, that's a popular scripture. We've said it. It's in songs. I mean, back in the, in the early days, in the 70s and 80s. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Well, that was, 
That was David crying out, commanding his soul to bless God. Have you ever had to do that? Told yourself to do something? Sometimes it's just get out of bed today. Love your husband, even though he's a dope. We tell ourselves these things, and one of the things we tell ourselves is, bless the Lord. Why? Because he's good. Because he's done so much for us. He's done so much for us. Another reason, we don't want our, our prayers, our prayer lives and our prayers to be hindered. Philippians 4 says, don't be anxious about anything. In everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. If we can be thankful to God for what he's done for us, then he puts us in a position that we don't even feel like we have to ask for more. It's, it's really different. We're asking God for more and more, but... But if, if we will begin to get that attitude of sitting in the, in the thank, Thanksgiving chair, we won't even feel like we need to ask for more. And you'll find yourself settled in your heart. And you'll just begin to appreciate, and I'll begin to appreciate, this message is for me this morning. We want to have peace in our lives. You know, those people who complain and grumble and are negative, they have no peace. They have no peace. It's always just blah. And by, be, by cultivating a thankful heart and recognizing the things that are around us each and every day, even if it's, wow, God, help me to see why I should be thankful for the fleas. Help me to see these things. And he opens up our eyes and we begin to give him thanks. We'll find that we are actually becoming people who have more peace. Verse 15 in Colossians 3, it says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body and be thankful we'll have peace and I know that we could use peace why are we so shaken up about the economy it's scary but as we will give thanks to God and trust him the peace will come back in anyone anyone need some extra peace today How do we stay in the Thanksgiving chair? If we even want to get there. And I, I want to be in this chair. I really, I want to make sure. And last night I, I, I made sure I went home. You know, I'm usually here pretty late. But I went home before my kids could get in, into bed and I put them to bed. So I could pray with them and talk with them. And, and pray with them and say, let's, let's give thanks to God. And I'm. I'm needing to slow down a little bit to look around and see all the things that I have to be thankful for. I'd like you to take a moment just right now and think, what can you sit in this chair for?
if this silence is uncomfortable to you, I encourage you to do it more often. I imagine that some of you were already too uncomfortable with that much silence. Sit there and be in His presence and even say, God, help me to recognize the things I have to be thankful for. How can we stay in that chair? Go back to verse 15. It said, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. The word rule there is, is the word that they would use for, for like a referee. It would be the same word that they would use for the person who was watching over the games and judging who would win and then also bestowing prizes. Let the peace of Christ make the decisions of what's happening in your life. Let the peace of Christ rule your heart, saying this is right and this is wrong. God's peace come in and we invite it in and spend time in that. Ephesians 5 talks about the fruit of the Spirit, having a Spirit-controlled life. How do we stay in this chair? We, we let the peace of Christ rule our hearts and we let, let the fruit of the Spirit in by being a Spirit-controlled person. Go to, stay in Colossians, but go to verse, chapter 1. Verse 9. It says, for this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Verse 11, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy. Verse 12, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. We grow in wisdom and spiritual understanding. We're pleasing to Him. We're fruitful in our works as we stay close to Him. So we grow in the knowledge of God. We know what He wants us to do and how He wants us to live. And we pray, God, help me allow Your peace to rule in my heart. Because that's what it comes down to. It's really difficult to allow His peace to rule. But it's a choice each and every day. That's it. It comes down to what are we going to choose? Am I going to sit over here in the chair and say, God, help me to be thankful? That relative you're really worried about coming to your house on Thursday? <laughs> you know, God, help me to be thankful. You start looking for the things to be thankful, and God's going to show them to you. And he really will. You've got to make the choices. You know, we, we spoil it so often. We, 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 just, we just begin to say the, the negative things. Get a control of those words. Let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts. And what will happen is, is at the beginning, you'll be like David saying, bless the Lord. Okay, I'm thankful. I'm thankful. And it's going to be hard. 
But you'll actually find yourself, you know, being thankful and giving thanks. You know, I saw it in the Berenstain Bears. It worked for them. In the one about the manners. You'll actually cultivate your own, you'll cultivate your, your own new lifestyle and your own culture in your house by speaking thankful and being positive. You know, we, we poo-pooed for too long maybe in the church the idea of positive confession and some of these things. It was too close to, you know, science of the mind and some of these other things. But, you know, I would definitely rather be with somebody who spoke positively than somebody who spoke, speaks negatively all the time. You know, just begin to, God, show me these things to be thankful and, 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 and begin to look at all the things that he's done in the past and we just recount the blessings, the, like the old hymn, Count your many blessings, name them one by one. Thank God for all the qualities of your kids, even when your kids are hacking you off. In fact, mostly when they're hacking you off. Begin to just give thanks for all those amazing traits that they have and that they do. Stay close to the Lord. If you're having a grumbly attitude and a negative thing, you can check and say, well, how am I doing with the Lord? You know, is, is, have I gotten far from him? Have I gotten far from the word? And, and sometimes you're, you, you think you're close to the Lord and you're reading the word and you're still grumpy. And then we, we, need, we need a shift. And you say, God, help me change my heart. This is a great week. Practice and warm up all week long. Being thankful. And let that thankfulness spill into the end of the year and into the new year. That maybe we would change how we're going to approach 2015. Being thankful to the Lord for His good and precious gifts, one another. You know, I, I, we were watching Doomsday Preppers last night. I don't know if any of you saw it. I talked about that a few weeks. I wasn't watching it, but we watched it. And there's a lot of people who think, I mean, it's just, it's coming down. It's going to come hard, and it's, we're all in a lot of trouble. In fact, we heard last night on one of the shows that the, the polls are going to shift. That's what they're prepping for. Some of these people are crazy. <laughs> but, you know, we're hearing a lot of, of the economy's going to collapse and, and all these things. That doesn't help our thankfulness, does it? But what if it did? You know, what are we going to do? How will we live? God, teach me to be thankful for all things. You know, if we can cultivate that, that heart, then when we go through the trial, we're going to be able to, to walk through the trial a little bit better. God, cultivate that heart of thanksgiving. Teach me. Teach me how to be thankful. And we're going to have to purposely find this chair regularly and sit down. Before we yell at our kids, it's a great time to sit in the thankful chair. Before you go tell your boss what you think of him, go sit in the thankful chair. Next time your spouse is yelling at you, take five seconds to sit in the thankful chair before you respond. You know, that reminds me of this couple who was, who was fighting. I heard this story many years ago, and they, you know, they were just really angry. And 
they, and, and one of them had the idea, it's just, we're just going to write down everything we think right now. Just write it down. And so they both just started writing. You know, and every once in a while they'd look up at one another and growl. And they got done. And they said, okay, now we're going to switch and we're going to read it. And they switched papers. And one spouse read the first line. And with all of his heart, he wanted to reach back and grab the paper that he had written. Because on the paper he wrote, he told all the things that he hated and didn't like. And every line on her paper said, I love you. I love you. I love you. Did it mean that he didn't hack her off? No. But she got the right perspective. You know, it's all about this. I love you. God, I'm thankful. You know, it's been really hard what's going on in my life. But you've given me, and this is, this is me, you've given me a, an amazing wife and four incredible children. You've given me friends, an amazing church, people who care for me and they love you take time to sit in the Thanksgiving chair this week and then remember this video that didn't work take the thoughts captive and look even if you need to find a chair just look at that chair you know, I'm, I'm going to sit down for a second. Because if I go into this meeting without being thankful, I might get fired. Father, you have given us plenty to be thankful for. You've given us more than we need. you are able to do far above abundantly what we could ask or even imagine. God, messages on thankfulness, they're difficult because there are people going through very, very serious traumas and trials and issues right now. And this message is difficult when you're in the middle. God, I pray that there would be no condemnation for anyone here. But God, that we would feel that pull and that tug to think about whatever is good, whatever is lovely, whatever is peace-loving. God, help us to see the things that we do have to be thankful for. God, help us to know that even in situations that we're going through that are hard, there can be amazingly good things in it that we'll notice in the future. God, this prayer is for me. 
teach me to sit in the Thanksgiving chair throughout each day. That we would be the thankful people that, that you really call us to be, that you've done so much to create. Even as we think of the scriptures, give thanks to the Lord. He is good. His love endures forever. Help us not to be anxious about anything. But let us present our prayers and petitions with you with thanksgiving. God, help us to overcome ourselves and be thankful. And we pray these things in the amazing name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So go and tell somebody this today how thankful you are for them. Thankful that they came to church and that they're in your life. And then this week, in your life groups, which may not be meeting because it's Thanksgiving week, but if you're t taking time, just call people up. Begin to practice thankfulness. Write things down, call people, tell them, and, and, and enjoy your fellowship. Everyone have an amazing, great day of giving thanks to the Lord. Amen.